Welcome to the Brevis Consulting Living and Learning Podcast. Now to your host, Shivraj Prashad. Shivraj Prashad. I am so happy that you have chosen to join me today. As founder of Brevis, I work with a whole host of exciting folks and together have the privilege of serving companies, leaders and institutions across sectors and geographies in order to enhance their learning culture. Really focus on assertive communication and not authoritarian because that's not going to work with your teenage children. They are young adults. They want to be treated like that. That's the key over here, I think. Our guest today is counseling psychologist Arushi Bhatia, who focuses on adolescence and I speak to her on the tricky issue of managing teenagers in the time of corona, a survival guide for parents. Arushi, thank you ever so much for speaking to me on the Brevis Living and Learning podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a great 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 opportunity and if I can reach out to help people, nothing like it. Arushi, you're currently a counseling psychologist at a school in Noida and prior to that had a thriving practice looking at adolescent well-being. So you're well versed with dealing with teenagers. How are you seeing this lockdown affecting these young adults constantly caught between two worlds, suddenly cut off from friends, their life goals and even daily routines? This is definitely a very very difficult time and I would like to believe that this is not only a difficult time for teenagers but this is a difficult time for all of us. Now teenage obviously being a transition phase from childhood to young adulthood with a lot of uncertainty just poses a bigger challenge. A transition is never easy and with the lockdown in place it's almost like a regressive pattern for the teenagers. School closures, not being able to give their exams being away from their peer group it's like these teenagers are not reaching a developmental milestone so it is a very very difficult time and i am sure that you know a lot of these young adults would be going through so many emotions because of this lockdown but this is unprecedented and it's clearly also putting a huge strain on parents too now The reason why I'm saying that is I've heard from friends of mine, busy working folks, report very adverse behavior, negative feedback, and even playing up by their teenage kids. And they just seem at a loss on what to do. How would you, if you were sitting across from them, counsel them? My first message, I think, to parents would be to know that they are not alone. There are parents all over the world and all across who are going through exactly the same emotions as you. You are not alone in this. And what I would also want them to know is that every child falls in a continuum. The way your child is reacting may not be very similar to the way your best friend's child is reacting. And I think one really needs to understand that. One needs to acknowledge how their child's need is different from the needs of other children. One needs to acknowledge those mood swings, those irritability. And I actually feel that the fact that these kids are feeling irritable or they are going through so many mood swings means that they have a fully functioning mental health. These children are no longer children. They are moving into a world where they are not perceiving themselves as children. If we as parents don't acknowledge that and keep treating them according to the frame that we have for them in our mind, there will be a gap. 
Now, Arish, if you can indulge me, I actually have on ground real questions from parents who are desperately wanting a survival guide. So if you're ready, can I shoot? Absolutely. Here goes. A friend's 13-year-old daughter is being constantly irritable. Now, she feels her parents are hovering over her all the time. Now, my friend says that's not true, that they're all stuck in a small flat. How can we, and that's my friends, make her feel better? A very common problem, again, what I have been hearing these days is because we are getting to spend so much time with each other. A lot of kids are nowadays are feeling their parents to be helicopter parents because, you know, you're constantly on your child's head. And that's a very natural way to feel because there's nothing else that you are really allowed to do. Over here, what I would really like to focus on is I think for parents to understand the difference between emotionality and fragility. Now, Now, every child who's upset or every child who's irritable will not necessarily be on the edge of particular mood swing, some kind of anxiety. It does not mean that your child will fall into some category of any psychological problem. Also, kids especially at this age, have a tendency to make their parents as their punching bag. Whatever the problem in their life is, their first point of blame goes on to their parents. Communication is the key over here. Parents need to be supportive. They need to show a lot of empathy instead of being more anxious and minimizing about their child's behavior. You need to find that little zone of communication with your child and let your child know that this is a difficult time for all of you and not only for him or her and it's together that you have to come out of it while it's okay that that your child can fall on you get a little irritated but there has to be a line that needs to be drawn where your child needs to know that for everything you can't be blamed okay now another parent my young son is a sportaholic corona is keeping him indoors he has no place to burn his physical energy and is always slamming doors when asked to help around the house Now, there are two aspects to sport that I really see. One is the physical energy and one is the teamwork and bonding. So what parents can really focus on in this particular situation is help your child find those alternatives where he can really expend his physical energy. And you could be a part of those routines, digital workout sessions or some workout that you do on the stairs, lunges, dumbbells, whatever. There could be like something like a father-son bonding time where you come together and take 10 rounds of the home or do a little scavenger hunt at home. You could come up with those alternatives to help your child really expend his physical energy because that's the only way that your child will feel a little less anxious. Now, question of two siblings, 15 and 11 years old, always at each other's throat or complaining about each other to the parents. Now, the parents' attempt to play family games usually ends up in tears or punches as towards the end, they find an excuse to fight again. So how do parents in this situation handle the situation? Right back in my master's, I did my research on sibling de-identification where I worked with a lot of siblings from different age groups. I realized that this situation that you've just told me is not about the lockdown at all. 11 and 15 is the time where siblings are at each other's throat anyway. So I don't think this has got anything to do with the lockdown. Sometimes I think parents need to let it go. They need to leave the siblings to figure out things on their own. And that's the only way that you build mental resilience in children. As parents, we need to give them that space. 
This is another friend. She says her son, who's back from boarding school, is demonstrating a new trait, secrets and lying, especially about interactions online and what's generally going on in his life. If I just put myself at the place of this child, now this child has come from a boarding school and to a completely different atmosphere. Sometimes your own home can not feel like your own place. It takes time to get familiar with some things and some people, especially when you've been away from it for so long. I'll actually play the devil's advocate over here and say that, you know, the expectation of parents have their children open up about everything, being really imposing about it can lead children to lie about it. I think what parents need to focus on over here is give it some time to bond with your child. Your child has come back from a boarding school. The situations are very uncertain. It's not the usual way of living. And I think what they really need to do is come down to the level of their child, start with a bit of bonding. I actually read a very beautiful article somewhere which said that what we should really aim on is physical physical distancing and not social distancing because human beings are social animals. The need to connect with people, the need to belong, one of our basic needs, which is not being fulfilled right now. One of the things that I think parents can also do at this time is that form parent groups online and get their children to be together and can be done virtually. I think that's how you'll become a part of your child's online world and get to bond with your children better case of a couple with already a strained relationship. It's been exacerbated by the lockdown. So while earlier they remained polite and of course mind their P's and Q around their kid, now the household chores is heated up things and their teenage daughter is just locking herself in a room. What can they do to help her? It's very difficult, but I will emphasize and re-emphasize on modeling over here. I think parents being the primary role models for their children have a far more greater responsibility. What kind of behavior they are showing, what are the words they are using, how much anxiety is it that they are letting come in front of their children. Your child observes everything. Imagine for a poor child who is locking herself in a room amidst a lockdown, how much of an escape she's needing. She's definitely in a lot of trauma to see her parents going through what they are going through. Parents, you need to be very mindful of how you're behaving in front of your child because that's the only way that you can get your child to feel better. And another final critical woe, parents with kids who are stuck in the midst of board exams. Now that's really tough because the last paper, from what I gather, has been postponed indefinitely. There are college admissions at hand. Uh, they're desperately wanting to know what to do now to cope with the stress and mood swings because this is clearly unprecedented for parents. In a case like that, when you're very uncertain about your last paper, you don't know about your college admissions, irritability is very, very natural. But I think what really works with some of the children that I work with is visualization. The very, very strong technique that we use in therapy where you have to help your child visualize the life post-pandemic. 
after uh, you give your last exam how are you going to plan your graduation party how is your college going to be during this lockdown we have started focusing on the negative too much with our children we need to get that optimism and positivity back for the simple reason that we need to give our children a motivator i remember during my teenage time if somebody used to tell me that what you are doing is going to do good to the community it's going to good good to the society i used to be really excited to do it because as teenagers we want to reach out to as many people as we want i think arushi the one common thread across everything i hear is this one desperate question as a parent how does one control one's anger and frustration when your teenager is clearly being irrational and argumentative and sometimes just looking to provoke a reaction during this lockdown i've been thinking about uh, similar questions that we've just spoken about and i realized that i think one point of anxiety for parents could be also their need to control children am i really wanting to put my child in a routine that i have envisioned for him during this lockdown in my mind or am i really trying to help my child is a reflection question that all parents should think about because often parents are trying too hard to put their children in a particular schedule that they have for their child in their mind one needs to let go of that to deal with that anxiety and irritability sometimes we have to let the feeling of disappointment and pain be there so that like i said resilience can be built if we keep trying too hard to make our kids feel better i don't think we are helping them to build up their own coping mechanisms i would like to emphasize on being good role models helping your child find the right kind of alternatives acknowledging that your child's needs could be different from your friend's child are some of the things that parents should really keep in mind finally arushi for those parents listening to this podcast what are the basic tools that could make up a survival guide to manage teenagers now at a time of corona and after first and foremost request to all parents is to also focus on themselves you cannot really help your children if you yourself continue to feel agitated and frustrated and anxious please know that you have a life outside your child also and this is a difficult time not only for your children but also for you because you are managing so many things all at once Please find your own zones. Please find a little time for yourself. Find a little hobby for yourself. Find those little avenues for yourself because it's only after you feel a little happy and content can you help your children. Really focus on assertive communication and not authoritarian because that's not going to work with your teenage children. They are young adults and like we said in the beginning they want to be treated like that. That's the key over here I think. So one would be finding your own comfort zone and your own space so that you are at ease. The second would be really giving them a sense that you're not imposing on them, that you're actually dialoguing with them and finally finding useful ways of engaging with them. Would you say those are the three tools? Absolutely. I think you've summarized it beautifully. Arushi Bhatia, thank you ever so much for your time and for speaking to the Brevis Living and Learning podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope these conversations have helped you in any way. If you have any questions, inputs, ideas, or would just like to connect with me or anyone in my network, 
Shout out by writing in to me at shivraj at brevis.in. So far, leaders tended to try and solve problems all by themselves. Don't solve for it alone. Involve, empower your teams to jointly solve it. Have them join you together in solving the challenges ahead. Next, we speak to Mohinesh Sinha, partner Deloitte India, on leading through the crisis. What true leadership means to carry along people, organizations and businesses successfully into the next normal. As a public communications coach, I sometimes find it exhilarating to dig deep, research already established wisdom, speak to experts and thought leaders to turn it all into my very own gold dust to help you. Look for us, Brevis Living and Learning Podcast and follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio.